Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Thank you so much for joining this video with Rachel Lee. Today, we are going to be talking about building a personal brand and how it is really, I think, the future of sales, of marketing, of just general business communication. Because at the end of the day, it's people that sell. It's not It's not companies. And uh, you know, here we have an expert, Rachel. So Rachel, we'd love to get into this topic. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, what you've learned, and sort of what your, your thesis is here. Well, I feel like you could work at Standout Authority because that's exactly what I believe. You know, <laughs> we do believe that we are in the age of uh, personal brands. And okay, there you are. I was like, is he still here? <laughs> <laughs> we we are in the age of personal brands. My background is, I, you know, I'm a branding lady boss. They call me the branding lady boss. I have an undergraduate degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and my MBA. And I uh, have the great pleasure of being in corporate. So doing big scale corporate marketing for Microsoft and then Gartner in the tech industry. And also before that, worked on the marketing agency side with brands at Unilever, some of the brands like Axe and Suave. And so, you know, in my experience, uh, I really saw the power of building brands. And then in the last few months, I decided I wanted to take the dive into entrepreneurship and partner with my husband, who's a 20 plus year entrepreneur veteran, you know, 15 companies in. And the reason why I did that is because... I think that the power is in the people right now. And it always has been in the, the power of the people, um, but really it's been amplified with COVID and this remote work, virtual networking environment that is not going away. It has really accelerated you know, what we get to do, which is build our personal brands. So that is what I believe. I believe that the power is in the people. I think that corporate branding and marketing is shifting. I'm talking to the biggest, best experts out there. And this is not about, and maybe the Fortune 100 companies can have their big corporate brands and all that spend. The rest of us with small businesses, which is really the heart and soul of America and most of the world, is... In the small businesses and those small businesses are really created by people. They lead those companies and the people buy from those people. So that's what we do. Our power platform is LinkedIn. You know, we, we believe that LinkedIn is the place for the best organic marketing, the best place for you to build a professional audience and more than anything, your thought leadership, thought leadership and influence. And that happens through a really strong brand. Well, I really connect to to what you say about how, especially for small business and beyond, but it's this idea of a shift. It's a paradigm shift, really, where now branding is not just about the logo. It's not just about the experience. It's not just about walking into that perfect retail store. It's about the people that represent the company. And I think that in small business, we've seen a number of movements that take that have taken place over the last so many decades. And I think a couple of that come to mind very recently are number one would be the local movement, 
where it's like buy local, support local. You know, we saw that. We believe in that. It's become a thing. You know, another one that we've seen is the socially responsible movement. Small businesses can act very quickly when it comes to being that local entity, uh, being that social responsible entity. And I think the same thing is happening right now when it comes to personal branding, where now we are empowered um, as, as team members, as owners, as employees to represent our brand in this sort of latest renaissance of, of, personal, of personal branding. Um, my question for you is, how do you recommend that people get activated on this personal brand um, movement um, without feeling fear, uncertainty, doubt, things that kind of debilitate us? Yeah. So I think the first question is, you know, what is a personal brand? And a personal brand is two sides of a coin to me. It's one part, how others see you. And most of the time, people are really focused on this perception, the impressions and perceptions that people have of you. That famous Jeff Bezos quote, right? It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. True. All of that is true. Brand reputation, your perceptions, all of that is a very important piece of personal branding. The other part that is really critical is how you see yourself. And that's what's so interesting when I'm working with people and talking to people is that really personal branding is very much an inside job, Ruben. Like it's really about you uncovering what makes you you, what legacy do you want to leave? What impact are you going to give to this world and the people around you? And that is the essence of your personal brand. When I'm developing, developing uh, people's personal brands and I do workshops and we, you know, work the sh out of it is some of my branding personally. I, I like to use the shit word. Um, we say, I, I talk about four key elements. One, what skills do you have? What are your superpowers? Two, who is your audience? Meaning who uniquely relates to you and your experience and message? Three, what is your differentiation? So what credibility do you have? What experiences that you have are unique to you and give credibility. So things like getting an MBA, things like speaking five languages, things like working in an M um, corporate America, right? All of these things. And last but not least, and really critical to a personal brand is your passion. What lights you up? What gives you energy? And those four elements really will develop your personal brand statement. They will be that, that headline for you. So for me, you know, Rachel B. Lee is a fearless marketing lady boss who helps people find their voice so they can build confidence, grow their influence, and change the world. And when you have an understanding of that, it then can be really easy to communicate it on your social platforms and, and everything that you're doing. Mm. Okay, so LinkedIn is the power play for, for so many of us in business. We've got a great framework here. The skills that we have, our audience, our differentiation, and our passion um, guide us a little bit on how we we can get action active here. How can we actually get tactical? Um, what is your sort of content creation engagement um, sort of outlook slash content calendar look like on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Oh man, there's there's so many things to talk about when it comes to content creation. Um, I actually just did my newsletter, Work Your Brand, and it was seven tips uh, you need to know basically to be a creator to make content. And 
you know, LinkedIn is such a unique platform because it is all organic. You know, it's really powerful for organic marketing and your voice can go a really long way when you do a few things. So one on LinkedIn, there's the opportunity for creator mode, which was released at the beginning of the year to turn your profile onto creator mode. People might say, I don't want to do that. It's affecting my content, whatever. Listen, Ruben, this is where LinkedIn is going. They are creating, they just invested $25 million into a creator fund. They have an accelerator program that the applications are due on the 12th. Like they are making LinkedIn a platform for creators. So do the actions that they're asking, turning on creator mode, which lets you have up to five hashtags associated with your brand and moves your profile from connections to follows. That way people are connecting with you that really take an effort and are trying to connect with you and be a part of your community. The rest of them can follow. And then the creator hashtags allow you to niche down into your expertise. So me, right? I'm talking today about personal branding. You bet one of my hashtags is personal branding, right? Marketing, branding. I niche myself based off of my experiences and my accomplishments and my audience. Then when it comes to creating content, in particular on LinkedIn, first of all, you want to be posting at least three times a week, ideally every day. We know the hottest times are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, if you're a global, the time can be all over the place, right? But typically in the morning and typically at night, that 5 or 6 p.m. when people are sort of getting off work. But since we're global, you might want to pay attention to where your audience is. It, you know, it could change, right, those hours. So you want to be posting at least three times a week. And when you're posting, you want to make sure that you're using at least three hashtags, ideally the ones associated with your creator mode, right? You want to make sure that you're creating content that is contextually relevant to your profile. Think about this. LinkedIn is, is like a Google search. It is Google search. It is 100 out of 100 on SEO. All of what you do on LinkedIn helps, your, helps Google search. So it's incredible, which is why it's another reason why I don't understand people use it. So use those hashtags. Check out polls. Polls are really hot right now. Um, and then what we do is we'll check, we'll do a poll, get some really interesting findings from that poll, and then make a post next week on the recap of what I learned from that poll. So it really helps you create new content. And you know, every day, making sure that you're commenting and liking other people's posts. So share, comment, and like. And that makes sure that you're staying really relevant in the algorithm. When you do those things, you're going to be a creator and make sure that you're really optimizing yourself on the algorithm. Make sure that you're being timely. You're really thinking about what is your expertise and stick to your expertise. Don't talk about things that are super off for you because it's just confusing, right? You want to be known for something. You want to niche down. That is what thought leadership and building a personal brand is all about. Rock solid advice there. You know, I think that people need to to go back, listen to the last couple of minutes here, jot some notes down and make an action plan. I, I really love this. What I loved, especially that you were talking about is this idea of connecting content. And a, I think a magnificent example of that 
is connecting your polls to your content posting. Because you'll notice a lot of folks right now are doing polls on LinkedIn. Why? Because LinkedIn is pushing polls because it's a new feature on LinkedIn and they want to get some traction. They want to get some early data. So for those people that do polls, you get like 100x visibility of, uh, you know, for your post comparatively to a video or a text-based post. Um, that will eventually die out, right? LinkedIn at some point is going to say, okay, let's turn the knob down because um, it's a great feature and it works and here it is among 20 others. Um, but I love what you present about taking the data from your polls and then creating content for that. So one might one might have the example of, you know, what what things are you interested in doing for your sales and marketing? And then there being three options. And then if people select using video for sales, then that's your next topic. <laughs> so it sort of writes itself and it's very customer centric. So I really appreciate that. Exactly. I mean, it's social listening at its core. And, and it allows you to really tap in and, and even push the envelope a little bit. You know, the best poll that I did, because I will tell you, I did a, another poll on like, do you know what social listening is? It didn't actually perform that well. So that wasn't right. Whatever in the algorithm and what was associated with my account, that didn't pop. When I did a poll that said, what comes first, branding, sales, or marketing, it went haywire. Mm. I mean so much engagement, people, and, and controversial, right? It, it sort of pushed the edge on people and you want that, you want that. Now, am I gonna do a poll on vaccines? Am I gonna do a poll on politics? No, because that's not related to my brand and I don't really mm. wanna be talking about that on LinkedIn, right? So it's important that we're really conscious about what is the message we're trying to convey and being super smart about that on LinkedIn in particular, um, where like on an Instagram and stories, there, there's other places where you might be able to get more intimate too. Well, here, here is exactly that poll, uh, which had uh, some phenomenal results here, 658 votes. I mean, let's just think about the power that, that you have in your hands in, on your phone, right on your computer, which is that you can create a poll, broadcast this to your, to your audience, to your followers, have LinkedIn promote this poll it go out to probably 10 times this amount, I'm, I'm guessing at least in the thousands. And then a certain number of those folks actually submit their response on this poll. And of course, branding comes first and then followed by marketing and sales. Um, how powerful is this? 100 comments, 52 likes. You know, what a, what a magnificent conversation that you started here. Um, and then from there, this is just the starting point. So yeah. kudos to you for and that. That's very cool. No, thanks. And I mean, I, as people are commenting, it's really important that you are commenting back. Comments are an important fuel of this platform. And so you need to engage with people and, and, and really be mindful of that and be on it. Like as the poll's going, you want to stay on top of it because as the comments rise, you get more in the algorithm and you really want to ride that wave. This had almost 40,000 views, which is incredible. 40,000. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that many people in my network. So that's how much reach I got by other, other people liking, commenting and voting. It just, it went crazy. So massively powerful, also very relevant to my personal brand and super relevant to how I've positioned myself on my profile. And that's why I think it worked extra well. Got it. Okay. So we have actually a specific question from Right Price Real Estate Group for you, which is, 
What type of engagement have you noticed on videos that that are sort of short, medium, and and long length? So what I mean by that is 30 second kind of social media videos versus the medium length ones, uh, you know, one to five minutes uh, versus the the long form ones, which are, you know, webinar style or math classes. Um, what have you seen? What's the engagement difference in those? And how do you sort of set those up in, 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 in any type of funnel for yourself? Well, this is a sort of broad question because, it, you know, which funnel, which platform, is it paid? Is it not? Right. So let's just take LinkedIn since we're talking about that and thinking about video. Video has been a little bit interesting. Josh, my husband, the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, we've been talking quite a bit about video in particular on LinkedIn. A little bit touch and go in terms of performance that we have experienced. I do think that if as you're producing video, shorter the better. Long form videos can work on YouTube. On Instagram, a long form video on IGTV, right? In these spaces where people are used to watching a longer form piece of content. But when we're creating videos to get that engagement and to really inform quickly, honestly, I think 15 to 30 seconds is ideal for you to make that stopgap in the scroll cycle, you know? And then, um, you know, in terms of like the, the video itself, you want it to pop fast, right? You need to grab that attention quickly. And so, you know, we're really, we explore this a lot because we repurpose a lot of content. And so we'll do LinkedIn lives, repurpose it, make a reel, do this, do that. And this is what we've been testing and learning. So I would really just be thinking about uh, where, what is your goal, right? And especially if you're thinking about paid marketing, you know, that's a totally different bag. If you're doing YouTube ads, right? You're really looking at maybe a 30 second and then that first five seconds is so, so freaking important so people don't skip over your ad. So, you know, it definitely matters. Um, videos are super important. I think in this day and age, we keep them short and sweet, especially on LinkedIn. Get to the point and get your t key takeaways really clear on it. Put the, put the message on the video, you know, use captions and whatnot so it can help create a little slowdown in the scroll. That makes a lot of sense. I think it's about respecting people's time. I think it's about providing as much value as possible within the shortest amount of time, just so that people can get back to their busy day and their and their full uh, their full LinkedIn feed. Uh, so that's that's very well said. Um, a specific question for you is that we've noticed, uh, and when I say we, I mean a number of folks here at Dub. We've noticed that the engagement rates for LinkedIn posts with video are actually sometimes less than that of uh, text, text-based posts. And there's a couple of reasons why this might happen. Number one is because LinkedIn is, is actually promoting more text-based posts. Another reason is that people are kind of burned out on watching videos. Um, maybe they're just not valuable enough. It takes too much effort to click play and to turn the sound on and whatnot. Um, what is your take? Do you agree with that statement about text being uh, sometimes having more engagement than, than video? And if so, why do you believe that's taking place? You know, I, I, I mean, I do agree with that. I've, I've experienced the same thing on LinkedIn in particular, right? But then you have, you know, TikTok, right? Where it's like all about these like interesting short snippets and people can't stop watching video, right? And so TikTok is really, 
change the behavior of video in many ways. And with the just acceleration of people using TikTok over COVID, in many ways, Ruben, I think that sort of changed how video is now being done on social. It wasn't like that until, you know, TikTok came around. And even on the LinkedIn creator, the live thing, I was watching it last week with the LinkedIn creator team and they're showing like TikTok videos. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, wait a minute, you want us as LinkedIn creators to be doing TikTok-y kind of videos like on LinkedIn? Like, okay, whoa. Hmm. So, you know, I think that um, most certainly you need to understand your audience and what you're going to be good at too. Like we shouldn't be something we're not. Like I just want to be clear on that. Like I'm not a big TikToker. I would need to hire somebody to make all of my TikToks because I cannot figure it out. It takes me like an hour to do all the little things to make it look good, you know? So you kind of need to know your skill set, your capabilities and what's going to work for you. And we know that there's across every platform, a good image and good short text never goes wrong. You mm-hmm. never go wrong. And, and carousels, make sure it's put into a PDF on LinkedIn, Make sure you convert your carousel into a PDF. Those perform really well, right? Which is more text-based and written. So I think this is where it's at right now, our observations. And like, also, I really, really want people who are creators, which is you, to, to lean into also what you're comfortable with and, and not, not be something that you're not and creating videos and doing something that's so out of scope because we really don't have time for that and it will seem off-brand. Okay. And then you mentioned carousels as a PDF on LinkedIn. I actually haven't heard this before. I always thought that with carousels, you have to upload a bunch of images. So can you explain that? You just upload a single PDF file and it sort of parses it into the slides. Is that how that works? Just if you create a carousel, right? All the different images, you download it from Canva, let's say, and you normal, uh, not normally on Instagram, right? You would check the 10 images, right? And upload it into, into the carousel. On LinkedIn, it's different. To create that same sort of visual of a carousel, you upload, you you create, put that, t- download it from Canva as a PDF. Okay. And upload because LinkedIn is kind of unique where you can upload documents. This is some of the beauty of them being acquired by Microsoft in 2017, right? They actually a little bit favor you uploading a document. You can up- upload a Word document, whatever, PDF. And so if you're going to do carousel, and also it will look a lot better make sure it's in a PDF. Amazing. So where can we learn more about you, about your, about your company, about some of the things that you're up to? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Well, obviously on LinkedIn, you know, come say hello, send me a personalized invite. Love to see you on LinkedIn. Also on Instagram, I'm on everything. I'm the Rachel B. Lee. And then of course, standoutauthority.com to check us out. We have a super awesome live six week masterclass that we are starting next Thursday um, and and would love to have more people participate this. So it'll be one-on-one, well, one-on-two, small group with me and Josh starting next week. And we're really excited to take people through how to be a creator, how to really activate their brand, create it, activate on LinkedIn. Um, And just, you can see that in my header right now, uh, really excited about that and getting people heard, getting people seen, having people come to you. That's what it's all about. Nice. And the URL for that is standoutauthority.com live LAA, which of course stands for live LinkedIn authority. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you see something, see something right there as a quick tip, right? You see how I changed uh, my header 
the cover photo on your LinkedIn profile is really a banner. It becomes a really useful piece of ad space for yourself. So we're constantly changing up our banners for events or anything like that because your profile is getting hundreds and hundreds of views a day, right? That's the whole purpose. We want people to view your content, go check your profile out and then message you, right? That's, that's the funnel we're trying to drive on LinkedIn. And so it's really important that you use that piece of real estate uh, to help drive what you're, what you're trying to do. So another quick tip there. Amazing. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for your for your conversation here and your time. I really appreciate it. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Dub. Dub is a video communication platform that lets you communicate with video. We encourage you guys to check out a free account at dub.com. And of course, go and check out Standout Authority and check out Rachel's profile on LinkedIn. So thanks again, Rachel. We'll see you very soon on LinkedIn. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Cool.